0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Next up at Operation Basketball, he is in year 42 as the head coach of the Syracuse Orange. He hasn't always been in the ACC, but we're glad he is back. Coach Jim Beheim, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm good. Good to be with you. It's great to have you back. You have seen more than four decades through the eyes of a head coach. What do you say to the casual college basketball fan who is tired of negative headlines and fbi investigations well, and ncaa type stuff
1: well first of all there's always going to be something negative in everything we do whether you're in this or radio and tv there's always going to be something i think what fox had some problems didn't they over the last few years it's uh, just part of life part of the the, the way human beings react I think the FBI thing is a small, obviously coaches being involved was, was shocking, but um, I think that people knew sneaker companies were involved in some ways, shape, or form over the last 20, 30 years in, in terms of that. But I, I, don't, I think it's a small number. I think it's a small percentage. I think you got 350 schools. I think 98% of those schools do things the right way, and the players do things the right way, and uh, we don't have a problem there.
0: If it's that high a percentage, Coach, Mm -hmm. would we hear as many stories as we do from coaches who would say hey i was recruiting a guy and at the end he said i love your coach i'd like to go there but maybe it's even happened to you some young man said i preferred syracuse but my mom's getting $150,000.' no i've never
1: heard that in 42 years no i have not wow not in 42 years i think sometimes when coaches lose a player assistant coach say yeah well they did something yeah well yeah maybe they did something you didn't do maybe they worked harder i don't know does it happen? Is it possible it happens? Yeah, it's possible it happens, but uh, I don't think it's pervasive, and uh, that's just my look and my feel of the game over the, over the over years, and everybody thinks it's not their school. Right. <laughs> so if you ask the president of presidents of 350 schools if their school cheats, 350 presidents will tell you, no, we don't. They do. So somebody's lying.
0: <laughs> Jim Beheim is with us. He took the Orange to the Final Four in 2016, back with the Orange again. Not as a preseason favorite this time, but that doesn't mean... We weren't the... that time either. No, yeah, you weren't. You were, what, ninth in the ACC on your way to the Final Four, if I remember correctly, that year. That's right. Roy Williams dropped by with us earlier. He's, he's a little upset, even though he calls you a good friend. Shouldn't he shouldn't He doesn't believe... That it's an apples to apples comparison. Well, well I don't either. Like I the... think
1: what they had was much worse than we had. We had one course, one paper. I, 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 Roy's a good friend of mine. What I, I don't I, say that he didn't know, say that nobody at North Carolina knew, the NCAA rule is, and what I was questioned by a member of the committee is, well, coach, you should have known that. And you know that's part of the NCAA. I don't agree with it. I don't. But that's right. why we lost 105 games, because you should have known. And what I find is I look at our grades of every player we have every semester. And the faculty rep looks at the grades of every player. And if you see a big dif- distortion year to year, then are you responsible to... Do something about it. That's my question. The fact that it was an academic problem at the school, okay, uh, and then don't blame basketball, but hold the school accountable for not recognizing that there was a – I think you would admit that there was a problem there. For sure. So who's responsible to recognize that? If, if you want to take it out of the basketball coach's hands in office, okay you can do, you could do that somebody might not, but somebody you could make that case, but where does the university responsible for sometime within a year or two or three or four to see that there 's It's not just that it's an easy course. You can have easy courses. Every school does.
0: In in the end, the NCAA couldn't prove that it was anything beyond an easy course in the Carolina case.
1: No, they they could prove that.
0: That's the bridge they couldn't get over.
1: No, they could get over that. That wasn't the bridge. That wasn't the problem. The problem was they said it was a school prompt. Right. That's what they said.
0: Everybody handed something in. I don't think everybody did. Everybody did. McCann
1: said he didn't, but that's one guy. But he
0: wouldn't talk to the NCAA, so that evidence wasn't in front of the NCAA. I just know the the facts really well because I've covered NCAA compliance for a long time. NCAA could not prove that those cases were anything more than an easy class because everybody handed something in. The NCAA has penalized schools when somebody got a grade for nothing Mm -hmm. or when a tutor wrote a paper, but they have never in 100 years penalized a school where everybody handed in something.
1: Because that's never happened before. Right. So it's the first time.
0: And they couldn't quite get over that hump. No, the only hump, I'm not talking
1: about that hump. I'm talking about should somebody in North Carolina have seen this sometime. That's the only thing I'm questioning. And if you want to, like the enforcement staff thought that they should have. That's why they brought the case. Right. And the committee disagreed. It's probably the first time in the history of the NCAA committee that they have come to a hearing and then disagreed with what was brought to the committee. And as you know... If you follow the NCAA, the committee works with the staff to bring the charges forth. Sure. So there was was obviously uh, pretty long discussions about what should be done. And I think one of the problems was it was over an 18-year period. So if you look at it and say, well, somebody in year two should have done something, now you've got uh, 16 years. So... I don't really have a problem with it. I just I don't agree with the way the the NCAA as a rule. Not not talking about North Carolina, but how they handle individual cases differently from time to time.
0: Jim ba- Jim Boeheim is joining us on the David Glenn Show. You've had a lot of roster turnover, coach. Yes, we have. Are you going to be able to piece together an NCAA tournament caliber team with that level of turnover?
1: We have enough players to do that. But right now, the way college basketball is, you know, what you got about, you know, every league you got three or four really good teams, and then you have about six teams in every league of the top leagues in the country that could make it, could be NCAA teams. But obviously, those thirty teams aren't going to all be in the NCAA tournament, so it's going to be a challenge for us. We've never had this young of a team. You know, we have all freshmen, sophomores in our front line. and so we do have a veteran backcourt, but we've got so many young guys, and how they play in college, how they adjust to the college game, um, that's up in the air right now. That really is something that we've got a lot of work to do. And uh, how that team develops, it's, it, it doesn't matter how long you've been coaching, it's not easy to figure that out how they'll adjust. To a game situation. Some freshmen, sophomores step in, they're able to get the job done. We have guys that can do that. Their talent level is such that they can do that, but are they ready? To do that mentally, you know that's the question.
0: Through your Hall of Fame eyes, if your Orange are one of those six or seven teams that have a chance in the ACC this year, where does the conversation begin in that top three or four? Well,
1: obviously it's Duke, you know, and and, uh, I think Carolina's still there. They've got enough guys coming back, uh, enough veteran guys. Uh, Louisville is still very talented. Obviously, uh, Virginia's had great success over the last few years. And, you know, Notre Dame's had great success. So I don't I think it's it's hard to you know, not look at those teams and with the guys they have coming back and the talent they have. But, you know, you look at Virginia Tech and you look at uh, the year Georgia Tech had last year. Um, you look at some of the improvements some of the other teams have made. Um, I, I think there's a group of five, six schools in there after those top four or five that, that legitimately chances to be NCAA teams and some of them will and some of them won't.
0: How do you describe the challenge of one of your new colleagues David Padgett when Rick Pitino might have had a potential NCAA champion but almost at the last minute they're now being led by a first time head coach?
1: Well, the good thing is they had Rick Pitino coach them for the last couple of years, most of those guys. And so he's got veteran guys that know how to play. They know the system. David's been there. He's smart, smart guy. He'll He'll, you know, utilize the system that's in place. And they'll be a top 10, 15 team all year, I think. And they'll have a chance at the end of the year uh, to win. I mean, obviously you miss a guy like Rick Pitino on the sidelines, but he's done an awful lot with his team to get this team ready. And uh, I think David will, will understand what should be done and we'll, we'll get it done.
0: Last thing for Jim Beheim of Syracuse joining us. Last we saw I think your contract extension was all the way through 2022. Well, it's wherever. Is that just a number? I mean, get, get, what are you what still energizes you about this job description? Uh, and what do you do? Just take it on a year-to-year basis? How no, do you feel? I
1: want to coach for a while and uh, I feel great. And as long as I feel great and if we can do the job and get the job done. We've we've had our best recruiting year in the last 10 years at this point in time. Um, maybe longer. Wow. Uh, 14 years, I think since Carmelo came in. So we're we're And you're talking
0: about not for the guys come not the guys who are No, here. no, the next guys, year. Okay. Right. The class- guys you're not allowed to name. No,
1: we can't name. And then we already have a couple of commitments in the following years class. So, you know, I haven't been I, we had too much uncertainty over the last 3 or 4 years and now we're certain and and uh I enjoy it and I'm not thinking about anything but coaching and I think that will help stabilize our program and uh, I look forward to it.
0: His name's Jim Bayheim he's a national championship coach and he's in probably once again the best league in America. Coach, thanks for the time as always on the David Glenn Show. Thank you appreciate it. We'll be back right after this.